guys. Hi. Welcome back to Gay Panic. That will be the last time you hear us do that. We say we probably will do it again because we realise we don't like the way that sounds. It's really like embarrassing. It's like a little unhinged, I would say. <laughs> it's like but our intro is like the most unhinged part of this whole our thing. Intros and outros are yeah. both unhinged because we don't actually close it off. We just go. All right, thanks for listening. Bye. Our microphone Shit's is happened. fucked. Shit has happened, my friends. I'm gonna set the scene for you. It's a rainy evening. <laughs> in November. Anyway, I go to the toilet to do my business and I take my phone with me. And I just start watching some TikTok girls live. And the next thing I know, <laughs> in a flash of light, the phone is gone. It's gone. It fell down the radiator. <laughs> one of those really tight radiators. Sam, <laughs> so, from your perspective, what happens next? I'm just innocently sitting in my room, living my best life. And Shaw storms in like, I need a long object. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, my phone is down the radiator. And like oh, the no. level of like <laughs> panic, just like going through your body. Like it's just like, there's no stopping her. It's like as if like, some, as if like she'd like lost a limb down there or like <laughs> There was like a dead person down the radio, so like the level of like enthusiasm, like that was happening. I was just like, "What the fuck is this energy?" The TikTok of that girl's life was still playing in the radio, <laughs> and she just started grabbing things. Like she grabbed the microphone. R.I.P. This is like all oh, probably gonna be like, <laughs> because of Shah. <laughs> Because of her behaviour. She grabbed my bony M vinyl. Started putting it down the radiator. It's like, Shah, like, please, like, it's not going to work. There's, like, no logic as to how it would work either. Like, you're just literally shoving it in and out. Like, when you have a sex with a vinyl, they're just, like, shoving it in and out. Like, that's what you were doing with the vinyl. Like, there's no logic. Like, how is the phone going to come out from that? I was like, sure, no, not the knives. And you were like, I don't care. And you just grabbed him anyway. I just started shoving him down in the same manner that you were shoving the vinyl. It's like there's no fucking reaching this girl at this point. I still realise. She's possessed. <laughs> so now we've got spatula, hanger, vinyl, phone, all down the radiator. I'm, I'm panicking. So I grab a broom. <laughs> Like a massive broom, and I just aggressively start shoving the broom down in the exact same manner. And then comes in, I'm thinking like, oh, the practical <laughs> one's gonna do something. And comes in with a hanger, I kid you not, there's already a hanger down there. There's already a hanger down there. You come in with a hanger, literally goes, it'll be fine. Snaps your own hanger in half. Like, why did you need to snap it in half? Snaps it in half and goes, like... we're gonna dig. And then just start digging with the hanger down. There's now like so much happening down the back of that radiator. Do you fair, I think I got the, um, something out of there with it. You managed to actually hook out the spatula. The spatula. I think the vinyl. Oh, the final was all damaged, though. I really fucked her. Yeah, she'd really fucked her. I mean, what were we expecting? That level of aggression, and then, the but then it was already there, and you started putting knives down there. And then during oh. the chaos, I received a message from my housemate, like, if you're cooking, do you mind um, eating in your room? Because it's like, you're being quite loud and it's like really late and I can hear everything from the kitchen like we were well, not in the kitchen the kitchen is right next to her room and like we were, we were like so far down the hallway and replies to her housemate going 
Sorry, we have an emergency. Do you have a litter picker? Do you have a litter picker or something sharp? This girl's like, what the fuck? Imagine if you're getting annoyed at someone because they're being loud and then they just say, have you got a litter picker? Then we decide, like, we're like, well, we can't figure out this problem ourselves. So Em's like, our friend Liv is like, let's just contact Liv. The DIY Dyke, who does like DIY, DIY Dyke things. Anyway, long yeah. story short, we found the phone. Okay, Em, what have you been gay panicking about on this week? That was very formal. It sure was. What have you been gay panicking on this week? I've been gay panicking about. We're going to have an L word night. Are you excited? I'm so excited now that it's been sorted. Well, last year I did an L Word screening. Yeah. That was for the finale of season two, Genq. But this time we're doing it as a kickoff. Yes. For season three. So it's going to be like we're going to screen the first episode. Everyone's going to wear suits again because the dress code was suits last yeah, year. Yeah, I think we should repeat. There's a historic queer venue that used to be a lesbian bar. And mm. I found out someone died there. It says that on Wikipedia. Died of what? I don't know. They just died in I the I spoke venue. to the ghost. So I got a um <laughs> Sure. I got like an you know the um ball foot things, you know when you like shake the ball? Yeah. They ask you questions. Anyway, I've got one on my phone and um magic like eight ball and I and I kept asking the ghost questions. I was like, Are you a lesbian? It was like, No, it's like, would you shag a woman? Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, Are you gonna haunt me from now on? Maybe. Maybe. So anyway, there's a ghost in that venue. That's interesting. Yeah, so it might come to the L screening. Oh, like, it's it a does. bit of a closeted lesbian. We have to be kind to it. Maybe yeah. maybe the ghost will see the L word and then be able to have fun ghost sex. With, with yeah, women. exactly. I've been gay panicking really quick about Yvonne Strahovski, who is, she's been in a lot of stuff, but basically I just rewatched Dexter, um, which, yeah. Uh, yeah, I rewatched Dexter and then watched the new Dexter. By the way, there's a really hot police woman in the new Dexter who mm. you would fancy, she's a really hot basic brunette, who was fucking Dexter. Why the hell does Dexter get all these hot women? What? His sister also, so hot. Like we And she gets and he gets his sister. And he gets his sister. <laughs> no, he doesn't, to be fair. He's like, actually that's weird. What the fuck? His sister's like, I love you. His sister's like, I'm in love with you. So me and Em's toxic trait is that we really fancy Deb Morgan from Dexter. <laughs> and I know that she falls for her own brother, but she's so fucking sexy. She's like, so questionable, but she's fucking oh, hot. That, that boy is gay. That boy is gay. And I thought Maybe like, that's why she falls for her brother. Me and Em were literally like this boy is gay. And then I went on TikTok and typed in Deb Morgan gay. I always do that with characters. And all these people were like, that boy is gay. And I truly believe that she's so fucking gay. Um, also, there was a really hot sex scene with Deb in the final season of Dexter when I was rewatching. And I was gay panicking so bad that I was actually sweating. But there's Yvonne Strahovski who plays Hannah, who's a bit unhinged, unhinged character. Hannah was like his fellow murderer girlfriend, the blonde. I have a date on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, so does Em. You have a date on Thursday too. Yeah, but that's... We both have dates on Thursday, but Em's actually seeing this person and you guys are already exclusive. So that's exciting. So like all of your dates maybe listen to your podcast and all of my exes listen to this podcast. Em's exes have a kink for this fucking podcast. I'm so done. I'm so like, done Objectively, I can tell you that. Okay. Two of my exes. And I think that the last person would as well yeah i think or everyone you've dated has listened to this podcast i'm sure like my, some of my exes have but they don't tell me and they definitely don't ask me not to talk i can about categorically stuff. tell you that the last person i was with used to love my podcast but we see each other and i think she probably still listens to it we do overshare a bit but like i mean i feel like everyone loves to be overshare yeah the responses we've got and feedback we've got have been overwhelmingly like positive 
except from my exes. So we are listening to our episodes as we record this for you. Because it's our season finale, so we thought we would like kind of go back through the eras of the last year where we've recorded this podcast and like chat about it and like... Do a little analysis. This was Anne's idea and it was genius for the finale. I think it works really well. Yeah. So like, let's just start by saying we hadn't... When we started this podcast, like... I think I'd recently been through a breakup and I was like, Sean, can someone get distracted me? Do you want to make a podcast with me? And you're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And that's like the whole context of like how we started this podcast. So Em was like, let's do it. And yeah. literally I was like, I've done podcasts before. Let's do- I've always wanted to do one with a friend because I've yeah. always done ones alone and they've made me cringe and then I've stopped doing them. I've never yeah, yeah, ever yeah. had a project that's stuck yeah. as long as this, besides like TikTok. This is the longest and I, I love, loved it. It's been so nice having a friend to do it with. And yeah, first episode, we, we were like thinking how to replicate a microphone because we didn't have one yet. So I'm like, Em, let's go sit in your bathroom and record on my iPhone in your bathroom. So the fucking horrendous sound quality in our first episode is my fault because I thought the bathroom would create like a echoey microphone Yeah, we thought that would be good acoustics. However... What we didn't realise is people do the opposite to film like things like this. They would sit in a wardrobe or a cupboard to like stop like the sound bouncing off things. So basically um, we did the opposite dumb. to what we're supposed to do. So this is why our first episode is like a mostly episode by <laughs> it's far. Really bad. But it's like also embarrassing because it's like I feel like we need some sort of disclaimer on it to be like, look, this is the only one that's this bad. And then <laughs> None of them sound like this, yeah. That are yeah. bad, but like this is so bad. Yeah, like even the ones that are bad afterwards, they don't sound echoey. Yeah. Or like we managed to get a grip. And I you specifically know? remember filming this in my bathroom. And like, my nan! Do you remember? You're saying it in the episode. You're literally like, oh my God, my nan! M's nan just kept turning up out of the blue to your house. <laughs> my nan just like turned up to my city. And like, yeah, I get to like call out of work and leave work to go and show her around. And she basically like rang my instead of calling me, she just turned up to my house when I was at work, like ding dong. I'm here. It's Emily's nan, and my house was like, um, she's not here. Like, what are you doing here? Oh, and I get a message from my housemate, it's like, oh, your nan's here. I'm like, what the fuck? My nan's here. And then the whole episode. We were terrified that my nan, the doorbell she- kept ringing. We were like, oh my, no, it's my nan. Like, as if it was like fucking Godzilla. But it was literally like, I was scared of my like small Your nan. Your small nan. Who so actually has the same funny. name as the person I'm dating now. That's some tea. It's literally so It's funny. actually unhinged. But yeah. I'm the date. I'm the date. I had a date with someone. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so weird to hear that. That, that was your second date with the last person you dated before the one you're currently dating right yeah <laughs> that that's so crazy that's crazy because like i had like a whole fucking thing relationship yeah, that with was like, a, person. like an like, ongoing situation like that was like a whole long 10 month thing and like it's weird to think that like a lot of that this podcast i was like seeing this person but like i wasn't really like speaking about it a whole lot and like yeah, i don't know a lot because i spoke about the date yeah, but that's funny because, like, this was the second date. But, yeah, as you know from our breakups episode, like, this went on for so long. And then every other week you would, yeah, just out of respect, which was nice, I think. You kept it really private. And I think that's, like, nice to keep that separate. Yeah. But it's funny, though. It's funny to sleep back. And now I've got a second date, and it's quite cute. Actually. This person is stunning as well. Yeah, so hot. Oh, gorgeous. 
Yeah, they're really, really hot. So I have a little hot date with a really hot girl in London. Um, and like she's planned out like every detail, like the museum we're going to, like the the lunch place we're going to, we're going for cocktails, and it's just literally so cute. And I'm a big I'm a big Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's cute. It is cute. Can I just say the, that person who, who I was with was like the loveliest person and like hearing back myself like gay panicking about is quite sad. Yeah. But it's like also like she was like that consistently. Like she would be good with you, I think. Like the level of acts of service. Yeah, literally. I, me it. and her would love it. We, me and her would be so good together. We'd be like yeah. acts of servicing each other. Yeah, she was oh. like literally so strong with like acts and service and gifts. And like, I remember I said at the end of this episode, like I've not really had that before, but this person like consistently felt the relationship was like oh. acts of service, She'd gifts. send Em like baskets. Yeah. If Em hadn't eaten that week, she'd send her a food delivery. Yeah, but it's nice that you can look back on this person and your time together and be like this was a genuinely lovely person i don't have she hard was feeling. she was so lovely she like was. so nice um which is nice like you yeah. can look back on that whereas lots of our other exes that have like cheated on us and done all this stuff it's nice yeah that you can it's look nice back. to have one to like look back on and be like yeah. she was so lovely like so kind like so sweet yeah that was yeah Oh, cute. Oh, sometimes just things don't work. Well, I yeah. Know. Sometimes you are compatible in some yeah. ways, but it doesn't mean they're not a great person. You're running low on the serotonin. We had a period. <laughs> <laughs> we had that all the time. We had this fucking period, and we would not stop singing that girl in red song. And it's like actually <laughs> was not funny. It became serious. Like, <laughs> it became serious because we were running low on serotonin. We were actually all we just be like depressed. So sad. We're like, that's like about a year ago so like that yeah. makes sense it's this is how i feel now <laughs> same it seems Maybe like we should start i remember like my friend jen came to stay my best friend and we all went out like me and jen sarah v and then maybe one other tam and we were all out in our bar and we went outside our bar and just randomly started dancing to I'm running low because we were all so seasonally depressed like literally every single one of us was like i feel really shit like we all had a really bad week and we kept dancing to that song. That's why we put it at the end of this episode. Now I can't edit it out because it's double mixed media <laughs> on Spotify. It like really it's fucked really up annoying. the episode. It really fucked up the episode as if the episode <laughs> wasn't bad enough already. Like, anyway, funny. I mean, I think it's good content. Just learning. You live and you learn. But now it's like out there. Now it's funny. We can't it's change out there it. and we cannot. I really hate that episode. Like if I could, I would delete it. But like we've had so many views. So I do not want to get rid of that episode. I do think we should do a disclaimer at the beginning. Though, listening back to it even, it's so awful. Yes. <laughs> Quite funny, so I'm gonna pull up the questions that we got. Really? The question is how to pull a nipple. I think she does not know how to do this because she has never done it. Oh, <laughs> 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 Not really, because it's like yeah. it's emotional pulling. <laughs> <laughs> you emotional. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's the quote of the episode. I've emotionally pulled a mill. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 36. Oh my god, we're oh, arguing no, about again. the age We've done this so many times. We're arguing about the age of MILFs, which Em and I were not in our level of friendship where we were going like, to fully MILF argue. You said 36. That literally is MILF if you have children at 36. I'm sorry. Um, What stage of our friendship were we at? Because I don't understand that. Were we not in a good stage of friendship? No, I don't. That Do we not know each other? That's not what I mean. We were, in such, we were definitely in a good stage of friendship. We made fucking podcasts together. But I don't think we were like as close as we are 
a year from now because yeah. that our argument about MILFs was recently. That was like this summer. Yeah, I think our friendship has grown in like the last year. Yeah, for sure. We've definitely got closer. Before that, we were close. Like, you were yeah, coming we were around close. all the time, but it was still like different. It was a bit different. We were close. We were close. We were close. We were close. Me and my sister <laughs> were close. We, we do were. cuddle. We do cuddle. We were. But she did not kiss my neck. <laughs> Now we're, we're really close. Now we're really close. Now maybe close. she would kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's interesting that that's grown in the last year. Would you not agree? Yeah, no, I you do disagree. Agree. No, I completely agree. But like, it's obviously like you just don't really think about when that happens. And like, I do think it's in the last year. Maybe it's in relationship to like having a podcast and like spending yeah. like so much like one on one time together <laughs> yeah. and like spending time editing and like. How do you get over your first gay heartbreak? And then in brackets it says, even healthy ones. Oh, that's mm. First of all, I'm sorry you go through that because it's the worst. <laughs> it's so bad. I have some like serious advice. Just like be very aware of like what is the situation. So like your <laughs> <It's like, laughs> like you just had your heart you just need to be aware of the situation that's like I think they're quite aware of the situation <laughs> biological withdrawal on top of that biological withdrawal no it's actually good it's true like you do get like that withdrawal of like I think what you're meaning is the dopamine yeah. withdrawal, but I know what you meant. Why are we being so logical as well? Because like I was like very heartbroken at this point, well, right? You're it, but you're good at giving advice. Experience. So in my feel like it's gonna last forever, you don't know what's gonna happen, it's very confusing. Just like be very aware of like what's happening there. Like it's scary, because you know if it's gonna end, you know when it's gonna end, you know what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Physically painful and emotionally painful. <laughs> Just like, like, oh. to, like watch the mind, I guess. Like, be aware that it's fucking shit. No, it actually wasn't that close to when I had a heartbreak. It's like a few months yeah, later. Like... I was like over it, but like still scorned. Yeah, you were a woman scorned. <laughs> In terms of like friends and stuff, it's oh, really man, important that you have friend. your people around who understand you and like they don't have to be gay, but it helps to also. <laughs> like... <laughs> they don't have to be gay. The intensity of like your first queer. <laughs> Relationship. Was the added layer <laughs> you like, do have to be gay. Like, like, you don't be gay. Um, it's like the added layer that we came out together. Just ignore everything I said. They do have to be gay. Also, like I don't think I think like a lot of the like, lesbian tropes of like what a lesbian oh, should be like trope. in a way like like stops the idea that you should have boundaries. Friends with their exes and this and that. Like it doesn't have to be like that. It's not like that for me. It's not like that for you. Like I'm friends with your exes. Five hours later. Me just ranting about my ex. You're like, all right, Charlotte, let's, let's wrap it up. That wraps up our first ever episode analysis. Em, how do you feel about that episode overall? I think it was bad sound quality. We had some good content, to be fair. Yeah. Like the MILFs. The MILFs was funny. The we... MILF good content. I think like we just... Your like... heartbreak advice, as much as we laughed, was good. Yeah. Like, you, you were very compassionate with people, with yeah. the listeners, with yourself. I think I've got softer since then. You've definitely got softer since then. Like, at the time, I was very like, cut out all your exes. Like... Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, I still think people need space. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I'm less, like, hard and fast with, like, my views on, like, that. I was very, like, I think I was, in a, I was very broken. Yeah, you were So, like, broken. I was, like, quite savage with, like, how I felt about 
things and situations and like I envy yeah. you I literally envy you because you have stronger boundaries with that stuff because I've learned I think actually since that first episode we've gone opposite yeah since that first episode I've learned that I think I can be too people pleasing and keeping yeah. the peace and keeping some people around that sounds horrible but it is how I feel and sometimes it's selfish too like I want to keep a person around um to the same closeness I was or something just because I enjoy that person's company even if it's not the healthiest thing I don't know I think I'm trying to learn the balance of that we're trying to learn it from like we're trying to learn it yeah I also do think time and space for a person like because there's been situations in the last year where this has happened like time and space for a person I do find good I agree with you I think like maybe I just think it depends on the person yeah because there's two examples I can absolutely categorically say for M and I time and space worked and then we became we came back together. we came back together as friends and we now don't have feelings for those people yeah um yeah so I, I would say that has happened to me and I'm like oh my god okay time and space worked but then I'd also say there have been other situations um and this isn't just about feelings it's also about like pain and hurt yeah. that you carry where I think time and space temporarily healed and then other things resurface. Yeah. And maybe it's not the healthiest dynamic. And I also think it's okay to change your mind, which I struggle with at any point about whether it is healthy to have someone who's hurt you in the past in your life. Like I go back and forth with it still and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I think yeah. it depends on what the healthiest thing is for you in that moment. And like you said, if it's if it's actually affecting your life in the present. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to mean someone's a bad guy, by the way, or that or that like someone's a bad person. It literally could yeah. just mean that you're not in a compatible space. Yeah, I agree. And that's something I'm trying to learn. Not just romantically, by the way. Friendships, everything. I'm just trying to learn, like, how to, like, okay, this isn't working. And, like, I had a situation I had to cut a friend off in the summer. Yeah. And it just wasn't compatible. And it just wouldn't have worked for me. Yeah. Like, doesn't mean they're, like, a bad person. Just, like... Yeah. But, yeah. I found that hard, too. I was, like, I felt awful. And I had a situation where I had to cut a friend off. But I've recently become friends with that person again. And it took a lot to do that. I'm proud of but you. But when that I did was... it, it was like super chill. Like it was like the chillest thing ever. And it was so nice that you did that. You took the time. You actually handled it so well because you took the time to heal. You made sure you were fully over it. And then you came back into this person's life in a space where you were both healed and there were no feelings. And now I think we're in a good space. Yeah, like, I think you're a good friendship. Think... Yeah. Also, you preserved a friendship that you that did mean a lot to you. I, and it meant a lot to by her. By doing the space, I preserved the friendship. Exactly. I ended things with someone that I had been seeing for a couple of weeks and ended up having like a three hour like breakup conversation in a bar and it literally like it was like a three hour processing session and I've literally never had a more gay experience in my whole life like we were literally seeing each other we you process for an hour for every week you saw each other we literally phrase this for an hour a week yeah okay so that is from episode two admitting you're a homosexual and that we're just picking little bits from each episode now that we think are funny in hindsight that is so funny because i am talking about ripley and i was not ready to tell the whole story because it just happened no i wasn't i don't think we'd even created the name ripley no we hadn't hadn't really wanted to explain or go into it. I never thought I'd talk about it on the podcast. I just find it funny that me and Emma are going, <laughs> like awkwardly talking about that. And we already knew everything that had gone on with Ripley. And you guys now know. Yeah. So some tea for you. I think it's fun when we spill the tea for the listeners. Yeah. That is referring to Ripley, that breakup conversation. 
Anyway, it's funny what we said about one hour for every for every fucking week you were seeing each other. It's so funny because like so it's accurate. true. Like why would you just processing for one hour per I week? Don't know. It's like caused us so much amusement and so much like anger and stress and like, like anger, stress, anxiety, and amusement. You're right. It's funny. Yeah. And also, banging song came out of it. You're a fucking great song. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to episode three. She played me a song, and then the next day, I told Em about it, and this girl had also told Em about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really done! I, I would have been horrified. <laughs> <laughs> if someone had turned up at my house, like, unannounced, like, a second ago, and met them with a ukulele, I would have been so horrified, I'd probably locked them out and thrown them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe we talked about Ripley again in this episode. When I got lesbian Tinder while I was in the relationship, it was like I'd gone to a candy shop. (laughs) (laughs) I said, give me that one, give me one of those. That's the title of the episode. Take me to the candy shop. Do, do, do. do you agree? In hindsight, it was it like going to the candy it shop? It was like going to the candy shop. Like I was like, ooh, look at all these pretty girls. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, and like I have gone through a lot of biting people on Tinder, and like I just think it's like funny. Like life is funny because of it. Like I just, for example, I was going to Taylor Swift night, and I hadn't drank any alcohol, and it's fucking eleven o'clock, and I just. Um, left my house because I literally I didn't go to pre drinks. Having a weird day, so I didn't even go to pre drinks. I just literally left my house at eleven o'clock. Went and got some chips on the way to the Taylor Swift like so I was hungry. And um, someone who I previously who I'm kind of friends with now, like I matched previously matched on Tinder. Um, I bumped into them and they were like, "Oh hi, how's your day? Like, do you want to go for a drink?" Like, the fact That's it's just so like funny, funny like le- lesbian culture that we're like friends now. And I continue to walk with my chips to the Taylor Swift night. Turn the corner. And this other no. girl that I fucking this girl basically I asked her on a date and then she like ghosted me like your classic experience at the mm-hmm. moment classic. and then like randomly I was drunk uh with my friend and she messaged me in the house in my when we were in their house and I got a message like um oh do you wanna I'm out do you wanna like come round or like come out with me or something and then like I was like oh sorry like I'm at my friend's house but do you wanna go out for another day and she goes Oh, that was actually my friend. What? I know. So this is a girl that I bumped into, Bloody like hell. during the Taylor Swift, and I just think it's like so awkward, like that we've had all of these like really awkward experiences, and then somehow like you just keep seeing each other. We keep seeing each other, but now it's got to the point where we keep seeing each other. She literally saw me walk past her, and she goes, "Hello!" Like, isn't she so frequent? Like, she literally said hello, and I'm like, "We've had the most awkward interactions, and you're literally saying hello to me like nothing's." happen and like this is like somehow lesbian culture 100%. i also like, went to the taylor dynamics. swift night and saw another girl that i'd previously got with and um she literally walked past me and actually like like i wasn't there and i was like did i do something wrong and i think i might have actually ghosted her but like it's a really really awkward like situation where i don't know if we were like dating or not i think you were you kissed yeah, we did kiss and we like got together and she did stay here and stuff but like um yeah i think you've answered your own question there mate yeah but like also but like that happened months before i she invited me okay can i should i say this yeah basically we'd got together like a a couple months before and then she invited me to her like cottage in the middle of that's definitely a day like in the middle of like she like came down to brighton picked me up like took me back to this cottage in the middle like there's like an hour away in the middle of nowhere 
I stayed there. She made me fucking pastries in the morning. That's so cute. It was so cute. We went for a walk in the morning. It was so cute, but like nothing happened. And I was like, oh, maybe we're just friends. Yeah, it's a bit weird. You didn't kiss or anything in the cottage, but maybe you're both too like nervous to initiate. Maybe it was that. Panic. I don't can't work it out. Anyway, I don't know if there's vibes. And then like, I guess like we didn't really speak after the cottage. And I think maybe her ex then he ghosted her, but I didn't mean well, to. Well, so he didn't say, like, but thank you for a lovely weekend. No, he did. Okay, but then that was, like, the last conversation. And she was like, haha, I just saw you when you were walking down the road. I looked at the last messages. Um, and then after that, basically, we never spoke again. I'm like, I think That's I might have accidentally ghosted her. But anyway, she basically ignored me at the Taylor Swift night. Oh. So, like, lesbian culture is, like, I've seen three people I've kind of had briefly spoke, well, have spoke to on dating apps. Three people in one night. So that's what it's like being in the candy shop. Don't have too much candy or you're going to fucking walk around Brighton and see your whole fucking M&M's scattered around everywhere. In conclusion, yeah, Emma's had too much candy. Um, and I have been safer and had candy from other cities. So therefore, I don't have to see as many. I did do that for a bit. Moving on. Our next episode was called Tarot Reading Predicts Gay Panics to Lesbianism. And I can't I really like remember that. I think it was bad. But should we figure out our predictions? Because we said that you were going to get ghosted by a MILF, didn't we? Oh my God, should we see if it happened? Yeah. We pulled tarot for each other. And yours was that you were going to get ghosted by a MILF, which Has not so happened. far hasn't happened. But like, used to say it's not going to happen. Also, I've been ghosted by other people. Yeah, you've so. been ghosted by five people. None of them <laughs> And then M. Your tarot nailed it too because I pulled a tarot for M saying that she would have a test in her romantic life that would the outcome would like um determine this that relationship. Yeah, and it did because it, I guess it was. Elaborate on what oh the test God. was. No, that they can listen, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, fine so basically, I think that I had some romantic feelings for my friend that it was like we had a very close friendship and it's a very lovely friendship, and then I just didn't know how I felt and then yeah. basically we got together got together had to cut this person off for a bit now you're great well got together then like a week later I went went to her somewhere where she was and she told me she was seeing someone else and then I got really unhinged and really heartbroken and I started doing very unhinged um activities around the bar <laughs> <laughs> and you actually did you actually did I actually did I forgot about the unhinged activities around the bar I'm just so <laughs> And I realised the next day that the unhinged activities weren't, like, very okay. So I was like, oh, no, this isn't right. I need to cut her off. Like, why was it doing these unhinged activities? The next episode was about uh, LGBT History Month. And all I'm going to say on that is that that was one of my favourite episodes, but it got virtually no love. But we had so much fun filming it. Yeah, I like learning about that stuff. It was really fun to share my nerd side and, like, something I'm really passionate about with Em and, like, Em be so interested. Yeah, it was really good. Turns out no one wants to hear about LGBT history. They just want to learn about the tea. They just want the tea. I literally think people listen to this podcast. They don't want serious shit. And every yeah. time we try and be serious, they're like, no, you guys are unhinged. Just give, yeah. us, give us funny content. So it's like, I absolutely do not care about fucking <laughs> how we got rights, but I do care about how you do unhinged activities around the bar. Um, The X Factor was our next episode, and that was a successful I, episode. It was a successful episode. I just don't know. Um, there's there been some, be some controversy <laughs> yeah. since that episode, so we're not going to analyse it, but we will say it was a very funny episode. Yeah. It just created some issues. <laughs> it just created <laughs> some water. So the next one, we analysed Sappho quotes, and no one really enjoyed that, but we enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Oh, well, we enjoyed it. Next one we talked, again, was another serious one. We talked about uh, lesbian micro-labels and if we found them restrictive or empowering. And 
we got quite serious for these few months. We suddenly oh, just did we go turn? This is funny. This was the one where I cried about killing Eve and you said that I tried to go on a date with you. Oh, yeah. Okay, we can analyse something from that episode. Bizarrely, she got shot by <laughs> this woman. <laughs> Carolyn, see, I'm literally tearing up. Look at my eyes. Oh, it's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's so sad. And yeah. Every time I think about killing Eve, I start crying. <laughs> I literally oh. crying. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So episode nine, I cried on the podcast. It's amusing behind us. I was so upset. Like Em looked up and was really shocked. I had like tears coming down my face. She was like bawling. So I have some really good straight friends as well. But like, I guess there was that initial barrier. It took me like ages to like become there with them. I yeah. think, but then like because maybe that's like more of a barrier. Like they're straight. And maybe like I feel more wary that they're straight. So that's maybe a me problem. Yeah, no, <laughs> She cries me up so much that Em's like, um, maybe that's a barrier that you know they're, they're straight. We kept talking about straight people for like a really long time, and then we got really like conscious of it. I was like, I do have straight friends, and like we had to cut out that so many times during this episode. We're like, oh, we do have this straight friend. We were at my flat just laughing, editing that episode. The whole thing was like straight bashing, straight bashing, straight bashing. But I do have straight friend. This one straight friend. <laughs> we'd name and one person and be like, they're really great, like literally so amazing. Like we're not talking about them. It's literally so funny. We actually did meet on a dating app, so I feel like in a sense we met in a setting that would be romantic. But I met a lot of my friends on dating apps. Yeah. But I think it never was because I was seeing someone. <laughs> What could have been? <laughs> Imagine what I would know. have happened if we went on a date. What if we went on a date? I think you, yeah, I think you. I think I was like, first. "Hi, you're really pretty," or something. And then you, like, you were like, "You too." <laughs> and then by the time I was seeing this girl, probably a couple of weeks later, she was like, "Oh, we should see other people." So maybe <laughs> yeah. I missed my window. <laughs> you missed your window. <laughs> <laughs> you missed me two weeks later. I'm literally dead. I love how we're like. <laughs> like the question's like oh why are so many queer friendships started off romantically and we're like that's absolutely like not the case for us oh but we i mean we did me it's like absolutely not the case for us five seconds later oh but we, i mean we met on a date i remember when i ma- i matched with you and v on tinder within the space of like two days did you, you matched yeah with v? i told you i matched with v. oh i do remember I that i matched with you and v and literally i was like i messaged you i chose you <laughs> you chose me <laughs> Yeah, I matched for both of you, and now they're like two of my best friends, which is really funny. We had like a two second romantic interaction, and then you were like, I'm actually on here for friends. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm kidding. I was like, Yeah, it's fine. I'm in love with a male. <laughs> yeah, so you're like, I'm friends. in love with a straight male. Yeah, then I literally trauma dots on him. You did tell me that the first time you met. I did. You were like, Oh, hi, it's so nice to meet you. I was in love with a straight male. <laughs> it was a really long day, like, and it felt like it's an really extra long. day because I met, met a lot of other career friends because you introduced me like that yeah, evening yeah and we made um really gay cards like the only the only photo i have oh, no. i shared on instagram well, the i forgot about those cards by the way yeah and what does it say it was gay, like, gay for, you. for you why did you give that to me i don't know for us <laughs> on our first day <laughs> gay for you me and Emma like oh my god like literally I don't understand why anyone thinks we've ever dated or like ever have had anything and five minutes later it's like I'm sharing on your Instagram fucking picture of a card that says gay for you on the day we first met from Tinder that's quite funny um but hey look in another life (laughs) I'll be your girl next episode was 
we play bingo and fight about milfs. That was the episode. I don't, I don't know if we can relive this milf fight. I can't relive the milf fight, but if you want to we listen might to actually them, get like, into another milf fight. fight. We will get into another fight. I'm still like a bit, I'm still triggered by it. And it... that episode triggered me because you also said that London was an LDR. So I'm out. And then the next episode was when we had our first guest, which was a huge moment for Gay yeah, Panic Pod. So we had chaos. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people on TikTok doing news, like, you know, celebrity, like celebrity, celebrity news. And nobody wants to be like, as aggressive about it as like I go in the gay aspect I'm like no they're fucking gay these ladies are making out like (laughs) you can try to write it off as something else but it's not and people are like that's so aggressive but like I'm the only one doing it so it kind of works out so we actually um think that's so funny that Kaylee said that because since we interviewed her she's obviously had a lot of like controversy with how far she goes in the gay aspect fucking far like 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 obviously with Kelsey Ballerini and Fletcher, like she's yeah. like Kelsey's gay, which we think is hilarious. This is totally ongoing. To be confirmed, if Kelsey Ballerini and Fletcher are together, but um, <laughs> Kaylee thinks they are. Kaylee's going hard. Kaylee's going hard. She's made a whole playlist, and also the whole gayler stuff. It's not just Kaylee that gets shit for this. It's like a lot of gay people. The straights like you are outing somebody. It's like oh, I'm gayler, sorry, fucking hell. She's not Fuck but she's always fucking right. Because like, let's yeah, be honest, does. like everyone, she was getting shit for like the. Um, G flipping, um, Chrishell. Everyone was giving Everyone's her shit. Everyone's like, why are you calling Chrishell gay? It's like, Chrishell, like that boy's gay. I think it was dry. But I loved interviewing Kels because we wanted to it was interview fun. her for a while. We also got loads of tea about Tampa Bay's. Yeah. Um, we had just like entertaining conversations that, yeah. you know, afterwards and before. It was like so weird having a guest. Like, I was like, I don't know how to interact. It was really guest. fun. But it was good. It was really nice. She was a nice guest to have initially because Such she was nice like very guest. like, able to speak for herself yeah she we held her own have to guide because we had no fucking idea how to guide that kind of thing so. she had so much energy yeah and it was honestly so good it's been like really cool to see kaylee's account go even bigger because it was like really big when we had yeah. her on and we were like this is sick like we have a guest that has a like a massive tiktok following um so that was awesome that she came on and like she's grown even more now i feel like even the straights are getting her videos it's so yeah, funny we're all getting them so yeah thanks kaylee you were great. Enjoyed having you on. <laughs> Enjoyed talking all the gay shit. And we still, I still send chaos random messages on Instagram yeah, when I see. She sends us great songs. She sends us great songs. Okay, the next one was our Pride Month episode, which was serious. So I don't think we should bother analyzing that. Oh, we, yeah, that was a serious. So it was our first Pride Month. That's a serious Pride we're Month. We're really serious. We went through, like, it's not funny, it's serious. We weren't proper serious. I mean, it's important. So I'm glad we did it. Yeah, me too. The next episode was our second guest, which was Han, aka Lesbian Mum. We basically talked about um, well, all sorts, Han and MK's like journey, and they have since got engaged. Yeah. Congrats, you guys. And Han also gave us a really good idea to basically play Fletcher songs every single day until Fletcher comes on our podcast. Which we had way too unorganized to do. Yeah, we couldn't get that together. Happen. But anyway, the next episode was episode. 14 and this was my favorite of the entire of gay panic literally my favorite episode of all time i sometimes re-listen just to get a laugh and it's an empath would never this fucking episode got us number one in bhutan it did yeah we skyrocketed after this episode we got so many tiktok views and engagement like on our podcast clips from this episode and then our views went way up listen sorry on the podcast so i don't know what happened but everybody wanted to listen to an empath would never I mean, we had some fucking funny stories. Like, Princess Snake is objectively the funniest thing I ever, ever heard. (laughs) 
So this is one of me and Em's, I think, favourite. Well, Em found it really funny because I so hadn't really like told funny. you a whole lot about the faking of the death until this moment. It's just one of those like iconic things that... I think this is the that, first time I ever heard it. Like the fact this happened in my life and like me and that friend and his girlfriend talk about it a lot because we think it's her so funny. But like I never really talked about it with like my best friends here. And it's just so funny that I hadn't and you were like pissing yourself and I was telling you. It's the funniest story I've ever heard. They call me and they're like, Shah, Princess Snake is dead. This is summer 2019, okay? And I'm like, what? And I feel awful. And I instantly feel awful because I've talked nothing but shit about this person. I text my sister and I go, I'm really triggered. My old housemates just told me that Princess Snake had passed away. Oh. And my sister's only response was, mate, it's fine. She was a snake. <laughs> so it says the date that she was born, the date that she died. It is weird. <laughs> It is with the greatest grief that we announce Princess Snake's untimely passing due to medical complications. Bearing in mind, I actually think she told everybody that she had... So, obviously, my ex said that she had cancer. I actually think she might have told my ex she had cancer because she is clearly unhinged. Anyway, so it says, untimely passing due to medical complications. This was the best way to reach out to everyone all at once. In her moment, she was scared, but now she's at peace. Oh my god! So funny. That is the funniest, like, weird Instagram eulogy I've fully ever seen. Like, in her, but it kills me every time. The in her moment, she was scared. It's like great. Like, no, like they didn't even make it. Like, you know, if you were to actually get that message, that's so traumatic for all her friends. Like, you're not even gonna sugarcoat that she was scared. (laughs) You're gonna make sure you tell everyone that she was scared. Yeah. Probably sent me. I've since met Shah's sister for the first time. I now can see that that iconic line about mate, she was a snake coming Isn't out you, of her mouth. Mate, it's fine. It's yeah, like, mate, like, it's fine. She was a snake. Like that is, I feel like from the brief interaction I've had with your sister, I get exactly it. Exactly, Becca moment. It's like very like your sister's a bit iconic. I think she's so iconic, mate. We should get her on the podcast. She's my sister's such an icon. She just like comes out with the funniest one-liners and doesn't realize she's being funny. And you're yeah. like Becca, that's objectively hilarious. And she's like really. So at Shah's birthday, um, Becca was like. Becca was like, I don't know, like, we're just saying how she's, like, very, like, top energy and, like, we were, like, saying, like, oh, we don't have, like, this energy, like, we're both, like... Yeah, because, like, like... She'd, my sister hadn't met a lot of my friends down here um, and, yeah, I'd sort of tried to describe how much top energy she gives off, but, yeah. like, you guys were like, oh, shit, she really does, like, she yeah. is, like, the confident one with girls out of the two of us. Yeah, exactly, and she basically... Was what did she say? Um, you were asking her like, oh my, like I can't remember how it went, but Em was basically being like, oh my god, like I wish I could have more top. We meet, we were like talking to my sister, like yeah, we both struggled to like channel that like yeah. confident energy in the same way, and that was when she was like, you've just got to like let them come to you. You've just got to not, you've got to like not care as much. Yeah, and you've got to like let them break through your walls, and that's like really difficult. But either they break through your walls and they get to meet the real me, which is like great. Or they die. Make the real meet the real me or they die. And we were like pissing ourselves. And she like, didn't realize she'd been funny. This happens with Becca all the time where she'll say something like really funny and I'll like piss myself and she'll just be like, Yeah. And like, <laughs> not laughing. And I'm like, it was so iconic. It's so funny. Like it's the so fact good. that those are your options, like you're really taking this big risk. It could be like fucking amazing, or you die. Like you are literally dead, or you're in this incredible wall-breaking experience. And I can't boyfriend broke through those walls. And I guess he's having, like, he's having, having a great time. He's having a great time. 
that was funny. And also you met the housemate of mine, the old housemate of mine yes. that knew about Princess Snake. Yes, he was talking about her, but I can't remember. Was there any, have you got any like updates on Princess Snake? Or, no like, updates. Any further like no. info? No, we just know that she's back in America where okay. she belongs. And <laughs> Sorry, I said what I said. She's back in Florida where she belongs. And, we um, should ask Kales if, you know, she wants to hang out with Princess Snake. We should get Kales to FaceTime us and do like a live interview of Princess Snake and be like, how was it to fake your own death? Like, please tell the people. I did not fake my own death. Somebody hugged me and like literally it was the most traumatized, you know, like Maddie from Euphoria, she kind of sounded a bit like that. It's like, it was literally the most traumatizing experience of my life and you guys are just laughing at me. Yeah. I could FaceTime him right now, but that's putting him on the spot, so I'm not going to do that. Hello, I'm with Em right now. Hi. And we're recording our final, our, our season finale of Gay Panic Pod. And we are revisiting like iconic moments from the season. And one of them was obviously Princess Snake um, dying, faking her own death. And obviously you were very much present for this experience. Please send me and M your thoughts in a voice note. So this is definitely one for the books. Definitely one for the record. Um, and I will be telling this story till the day I die. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's the story of a girl who did not die that day. <laughs> she's crazy it's the craziest thing like you know i've had people that are like you know they threaten their suicide for attention stuff like that like um but this was this was just something another level so basically this girl she's like 30 by the way doing her bachelor's and um everyone was kind of just like i don't know they shook it off they were like you know it, it's just her this chick, she's just like that. I don't know. She's been doing her bachelor's for like eight years. But at the school that we went to, um, it really didn't make a difference. I mean, there was people that literally were there for 12 years. And the drama at this university was something that I can't even explain in words. Like, it, we could fill the whole podcast full of stories that I have. But um, basically, I, I met her uh through friends like we were friends of friends like i would never have considered her to be a friend because i always found her to be a little bit strange and she like was the biggest shit stirrer uh and so i just remember one day like it was pretty much simultaneous when everyone in the group chat texted each other being like did you see um princess you know bleep i don't know if i'm allowed to say the name story uh because i think her instagram handle is still the same so i don't want to uh expose her more than she probably should be for doing this um but i remember we were all like did you see her story and she had like a series of health problems like it was just a thing i mean being like you know i don't know being who she was like she just had a lot of health problems i guess like i guess i never really saw like physically any health problems but if someone tells you the health problems like you take that you know you you believe them why wouldn't you um and so basically the post just like was this really somber like thing that looked like her family had posted it with like this picture of her and like that looked like it was from like a eulogy and it was like oh she um she she passed and at first she was scared but now she's at peace or something like that i don't remember what the exact words were but 
it was nuts. And I remember I, I pinged her, her best friend. They were fighting at the time, but I pinged her best friend, who is like notably her best friend. Everyone always saw them together, whatever. And I was like, did you see this post? And she's like, oh, we're not talking to each other right now. Um, and apparently she was blocked from her story. So now I realize that it was because like uh, she knew her family. So I sent the post to her. She calls this girl's mom and this girl's mom goes, wait, my kid? Are you talking about my kid? And then her mom starts panicking too and then calls her whole family to see like what's up. And then and then her older sister who she was flying to London with was basically like, she's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and I'm like getting text updates this whole time and, I, and I'm relaying this to the group. I'm like screenshotting, sending this to the group and everyone's like, what is going on? Um, it's such tea. And then uh, I didn't hear anything back. And then the, the girl that I had, her best friend, like posted on her story, she's fine. It's fake. It's a scam. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, wait, it's a, it's fake? Like, do you think she posted it herself? And she was like, why would anyone do that? And I was like, she for sure did. I mean, who who would hack her account when she's about to get on an eight-hour flight where her phone's going to be off and no one's reaching? She like, I think she didn't think this through and she really just wanted to like land and be like, just kidding, guys, I'm fine. But like it blew up because this was not a big university. Everyone knew about this and it was so embarrassing. And I don't even think she showed up to class for like two weeks because it was just one of those things where it's like, why would you show your face after doing something like that? I still can't get over it. And it's been like four years. I'm pretty sure this is like four years ago. <laughs> it's crazy. Just so crazy. So, um, yeah, we still like this is this is our party story. Like every every party and like gathering that we have, like this is this is the one where we go. You know, that one time that um yeah, I'm not gonna say her name, but that one time that that girl did this and some people will remember it and some people like that we've never told the story before that weren't around and didn't go to the university like new friends they just go that is the craziest shit i've ever heard and luckily we still have the screenshots from it because uh, i don't know like sometimes i feel like who would ever believe that this was true because it's the craziest thing like some 30 year old woman faked her own death on instagram we thought we'd probably stop it there it's been going on for bloody ages but maybe in the next season we'll react to some of our more recent episodes might there might have been more dramatic developments since by the time we come back you know a lot happens in the gay world in a few months it does like the gay world is like two years and two months avery and jojo might be broken up we can process for one hour for every week that we're all <laughs> <laughs> i would like to make an official prediction i think you need to make some i think we gay panic are very good at predicting the future as we've established okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. we are going we're almost as good as kaylee i think by the time we come back on the podcast avery and jojo will be having issues slash on a break slash heading on their way out. Okay. I would like to make that. They have a weird public. relationship currently. I don't want to be... <laughs> um, okay, so you think they're going to be on their way out? Editing Shah here. I would just like to say that this was filmed in early November. And since we filmed this, Avery and Jojo have indeed broken up. So did we predict it? Yes. Are we geniuses? No because it was very predictable. And not only did they break up, we had all the drama with Soph and Avery's Europe trip. Anyway, there's a lot to discuss in season two and we will be discussing all of it. So like, obviously like another gay drama in the gay world is that Liv and Libby May have recently broken up, which is like, I don't know, it's quite weird. Not weird, but like, 
one thing about Libby, me and Liv is that they were very close and always together. Yeah, they're very yeah. codependent. But obviously, like, that's easy to predict. People are codependent. And it doesn't really fucking work out for them, does it? Um, So I don't know. Like, I feel like there might be a prediction around that. Like, I think, okay, like, there's going to be some spilt tea. There's going to be, like, I don't know if... I don't think they're going to get back together, do you? No. And I think that I she's like now something... friends, like, hanging out with um, Katie Lee again. Yeah. Yeah. Were they friends before? Lee yeah, they Katie were friends Lee? before. Oh, yeah. my God. Apparently, I saw a TikTok saying they were. I did not know that. But I could be wrong, but the TikTok was like, yeah, they were friends. And then, like, vague, vague friends, like, going out friends. I don't think they're going to be close anymore. They're not close. They're not close. But I think what will happen is that there's going to be some fucking tea spill. And yeah. that tea may be... Libby May has done something wrong. Yeah, I think Libby May might have done a bad. Do you think Libby May has done a bad I think Libby May could be a bit toxic because now she's got two girls being like, I'm like, need to heal and shit. Like, I don't know. I feel like she could be the toxic, she could be the problem. It's me. Hi. Libby May's the problem. It's me. It's me. Hi. I'm I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) One thing about me is I'm Libby May's mum. I'm not afraid to admit it. She's a pain in the bum. Libby was the second child that I gave birth to. Out of my Fluella Benjamin, Libby May flew. What was the next one? Oh, fuck, I can't remember. In but... case you want to listen to that original song, it's on Keggy Lynn's <laughs> TikTok. Who <laughs> is iconic. I wonder what she thinks about the situation. I really want to interview Libby May's mum. I'll be Me like the best Oh my God, we should get Keggy <laughs> We should not keep a straight face. I would have thought that Soph Mosca would have come forwards by now and exposed Avery. I don't think she ever will now. I don't think she will. Because they're under the same management. I think she's just not going to do that. Fletcher and Kelsey Ballerini. Do you believe it? I think... I might be publicity-ish. I personally think they're promoting a song they've done together. Yeah, I think and I don't know be, if they're yeah, I think that's what hooking up. Yeah, because Fletcher was like, do you want a song? Like, personally, I think maybe, if anything, they might have fucked. But I don't think they're, like, dating. We think Avery and Jojo will be on the way out. Avery will be bored of all the Disneyland, mate. The Disneyland only... It wears off after a while going to Disneyland. My favourite was a comment. Someone commented on one of their TikToks going, haven't they been at Disneyland like 10 years now? <laughs> big, big prediction that we won't know until we come back. Um, we, everyone will know before then, like a long time, but do you think Ben and Tina are going to get back together? Ugh, I personally, I want to say no, but knowing how annoying the L word is because they romanticise and glamorise toxicity, yeah, probably. You think they will? I mean, it's a very big cliffhanger. It could go either way at this point. I don't think initially, at first, Tina's going to be like, you selfish fucking idiot, which, as she should. But then I think she's going to be like, oh, my God, back. Let's carry out the picture. I mean, Carrie will come back for, like, revenge. She's dressing for revenge. (laughs) Oh, I think A League of Their Own is going to be renewed for season two. Oh, my God. That's, like, really going against the grain. I think it might. It was very successful. Yeah, I guess it was more successful than other lesbian things so then wilds was successful and that got wilds was so screwed. successful i'm fucking confused anyway well thank you so much guys for being such amazing um supports and listeners for this whole season yeah we've really, we've really fucking grown this season and like got more followers we did a thing goodbye <laughs> <laughs> we did a thing goodbye please continue to listen to our old episodes Um, And please share the podcast in our absence. Um, Share it with your friends, family, lovers. And also, please leave us a review um, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Goodbye!
Bye. Goodbye. Stay gay. Stay panicking. We love you. We'll see you in 20 gay T3.